And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin here at the historic Linwood Theater. I'm sitting today up in the projection booth in our renovated recording studio where we do all of the podcasts and bring all types of uh, VIPs up here um, because that is what we do with the podcast, as you know. This is Coming Attractions, which is our presentation every Tuesday of what's going to be up on the big screen at the Historic Limit Theater. And as has become our protocol, our methodology here, our way of doing business, I'm going to give you all the times up front so that you uh, don't have to uh, spend any more time than it's absolutely necessary <laughs> to get that type of pertinent information. If you just want to know what's playing and at what time, I'm going to give you that in just a matter of seconds. However, uh, let it be known that uh, today is somewhat of a uh, historic, a special broadcast because it is Tuesday, the 29th of November, which means that on Thursday, it's December 1st. And that means it is officially, in my book anyway, the holiday season. Now, we've got a special treat for you today. We'll be talking about the special treat that we'll put on stage Sunday and uh, stick around and listen to that. I think it's going to be a good thing. If I could have some locally produced, say, ideally in a perfect world, it would be done by high, the high school marching band. Hmm. If I had some holiday music softly playing in the background to make this little more of a joyous podcast, I would really be a happy podcaster. Can we arrange that? Lynn, Lynn, Lynn is my engineer. Lynn, could we arrange that? Pretty nice, huh? Let us go down the list of what's playing. We're we've got uh, a number of things going on because it is the season to play three movies at the same time. Uh, so I'm going to give them to you by the day. Sure that uh, you don't show up wanting to see the menu when uh, <clears throat> cat out of the bag. The banshees are playing. So here we go. Today is Tuesday, so just today and tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday, we'll have the menu at 5 and 7.15. Folks, you really need to see this one. and uh, We're going into our third week, uh, highly irregular. As a matter of fact, we haven't done that all year, so uh, the menu is starting its third week, and there's a reason for that. It's both successful and spectacular. The unofficial poll that I have been conducting for the last two weeks as we've had this very successful run is that uh, there, there's no middle ground here, folks. You're either coming away thinking that was the most uh, awesome experience I've ever had in any theater anywhere, or you're going to say, oh my God. <laughs> It is dark comedy. Uh, it's a blending of three genres, uh, almost the most uh, difficult thing you could possibly imagine doing. One, horror. Two, satire. And three, comedy. Now, they say that comedy is hard. And I'm here to tell you that it is hard. It's real hard. So then to make a successful non-traditional horror, because if you're thinking Freddy Krueger or Nightmare on Elm Street or The Exorcist or one of those ultra gory movies, we watched one on Halloween, The Thing, 
John Carpenter's The Thing that uh, is one of my favorites. And that gets a little uh, bloody, gory, and graphic at times. But this one is not that. This is what I like to call it's cerebrally horror, which means is the intent to portray or to embark on a journey of evil or even one person's definition of evil is really underneath the the plot the arc and the storyline of the menu uh if you're a foodie if you're appreciative of great satire uh, the the food industry and all of its assorted stereotypes you're gonna love this and plus ralph fine is is outstanding and the menu plays tuesday and wednesday at five o'clock and seven fifteen, and then on thursday let the games begin december 1st First, we go 5 o'clock with the menu, plus a special one of only three screenings of I Heard the Bells at 7 o'clock. And I'm going to give you the uh, storyline here for that right now. Known as America's poet, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow leads an idyllic life until the day his world is shattered by tragedy. With a nation divided by civil war and his family torn apart, Henry puts down his pen silenced by grief. But it's the sound of Christmas morning that reignites the poet's lost voice as he discovers the resounding hope of rekindled faith. All right, that's the storyline for I Heard the Bells, and it plays Thursday night at 7 o'clock. And it also plays Saturday at 4 and Sunday at 4. So only three showings for I Heard the Bells. It looks like it's going to be a new classic Christmas movie holiday feature. So please give that one a a try if you're looking for something. Some way to get in the holiday spirit. So let's go back to Friday then. Uh, Friday at 4.30 is uh, the menu, followed by the Banshees of Inchirin at 6.45. And uh, if you were lucky enough to be with us Saturday and be in attendance with Peter Cohn, who is the associate producer as well as the first assistant director, he had, uh, I think, about 100 of his closest friends watch a private screening uh, on Saturday. And I didn't know it at the time that we were going to get the film, but uh, so we have now when it starts uh, Friday at 6.45. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, then on Saturday, the menu will play at 2 o'clock. Great opportunity to see it at uh, menu pricing. Plus, I heard the bells again at 4, and the Banshees at 6.15 is the headlighter. I can't wait for that. Um, it is truly a, uh, a well-made movie. Its craftsmanship uh, is top-notch. The cinematography, the the storyline, the uh, the screenplay is outstanding, and uh, the the set design, and uh, certainly the actors bringing uh, Colin and uh, Brendan back together again. And we'll talk about their classic movie that was done by the same director uh, in just a minute. But let's get through the uh, Saturday and Sunday, the menu at 2, I Heard the Bells at 4, and the Banshees of Insurin at 6.15. That's the same for Sunday. On Monday, then, we go back to a regular stacked menu with a stacked feature with the menu at 4.30 and the Banshees at 6.45. Okay, so that will play Monday through Thursday, and who knows what we're going to get next uh, Friday. It might be the menu for a ridiculously impossible fourth week. So let's talk about the Banshees. Uh, you know what? And I'm kind of thinking that uh, I might 
really like some more locally produced brass, holiday brass be, behind me for this next piece. Can we, uh, Lynn? Can, Lynn is my engineer, by the way. You all know Lynn, Ms. Wood. And uh, if we could just bring it up softly in the background here, I'd like to uh, see if I can narrate the storyline for Banshees with that type of uh, profound musical accompaniment. <clears throat> Set on a remote island off the west coast of Ireland, the Banshees of Incheron follows lifelong friends Padrick, Colin Farrell, and Colm, Brendan Gleeson, who find themselves at an impasse when Colm unexpectedly puts an end to their friendship. Okay. A stunned Patrick, aided by his sister Sibon and troubled young islander Dominic, Endeavor to repair the relationship, refusing to take no for the final answer. But Pedrick's repeated efforts only strengthen his former friend's resolve, and when Colm delivers a desperate ultimatum, events swiftly escalate with shocking consequences. All right, so that is the storyline for the Banshees. And let's just take it back a little bit in the time machine here and talk about the last time that these three got together. That would be uh, director Martin McDonough. Um, he of three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. You remember that one from 2018, won uh, Best Actress for Frances McDormand and a Best uh, Actor for Sam Rockwell, as well as supporting for Woody Harrelson, as well as um, a, a soundtrack Oscar for Carter Burwell, who also does the scoring on the Banshees. Extremely subtle. Yeah, I, I want you to take note of this when you watch this movie, how appropriately dramatic Carter Burwell's score is that weaves in and out of the fabric of the storyline. This is not the first time that these three incredibly talented actors and producers and writers and directors have gotten together. Uh, they have worked in the past. And while The Banshees is not a prequel, nor is it a sequel, it definitely stands on its own. And I think that it's terrific. I, I'm going to give a homework assignment here. I want you to find it somewhere on your streaming services and watch In Bruges uh, before you come out to watch uh, The Banshees of Inisherin. Um, and because on Thursday, I will be hosting the associate producer of that film, as well as the first assistant director, Peter Cohn, with me on the show. And I'm hoping to be able to turn it around overnight and have it available for your listening pleasure on Friday. So watch In Bruges. Listen to the podcast and then come out and see Banshees, and and we'll have a conversation after that. It is uh, remains. We've had it at the uh, Pavilion for I think a week now, and it remains in an impossibly high t uh, tomatoometer <laughs> score of ninety seven percent. That means that ninety seven percent of the critics, the people that do this for a living, considered it to, to be an outstanding film. 76% was the audience proof rating, which is still pretty dang good. We've done a lot worse. I'm really looking forward to hosting uh, Peter on Thursday. On December the 4th, you get to hear the high school band on stage, 20 pieces of it. They're going to play holiday-themed music. Lynn, can we give them a little bit of a sample? Yes, we're talking with... Our special guest today, Lillian Jackson. Hi. Hi. And we've got the reason why Lily is here, and, and hang on just a second. That background music that I'm hearing, 
that sure sounds like a local band. What are you going to be doing on Sunday morning? Sunday morning, um, me and the high school band, Bainbridge High School Band, will be performing some holiday music before the movie. So it'll be really exciting if you decide to come. So holiday music before the movie. Okay, so is this a benefit performance? Is it a fundraiser? Or are you just doing this for grins because it is the holiday season? That's true. Um, I am doing this personally for a fundraiser for me to go to Disneyland because we are taking a trip to Disneyland this May. So I would be able to go if... The, the trip is in May. It's in May. And, and give me the specifics on that. What exactly is it? What's going on? Why would Mickey Mouse invite you guys to go down to Disneyland and play your instruments as a band? Well, firstly, it's open to any type of band, so like concert, marching, jazz, anyone who plays an instrument at the school. So it would be, firstly, we would do concert stuff, which Disney would give us the sight read and personally correct us. But if we reach over 50 people, we would be able to... Uh, march through the streets of Disneyland, which is very, which is very cool because it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Sure, um, I've been on Main Street USA, mm -hmm. but never with the French horn in my hand. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, is, is this a competition? Is it an annual thing, or it's just an invitation for all musicians of high school age? I'm assuming it's not an invitation of all high school ages. Mm -hmm. We were personal. We weren't personally invited, but we were offered the opportunity, just our school, mm -hmm. to go. So it is an invitation for all high school students at Bainbridge High School to go. Okay. And I'd just like to be a part of that number. Absolutely. So this is not the entire Bainbridge Island Marching Band. It's just uh, bits and pieces of it. Yes, it's people who would like to go. Okay. And how many of you assembled? Right now, I believe we have about 47, and we have to have at least 50 to... In order to get to Main Street. Yes, yeah. and I'd like to be a part of that 50. So you're just putting out the word to all the people, say, hey, wouldn't this be a fun thing to do? It would be a fun Okay, yes. so, but is that your marketing approach, just to say, hey, we're doing this, and we'd like you to come along? Will you consider it? Join the band, as it were? <laughs> if you're a high school student, then yes. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, so this... Uh, presentation on Sunday at 10 o'clock? Yes, the okay. movie starts at 10, but we will be playing music before then. Oh, so. okay. What time do the doors open? Uh, it says on the front that it opens 30 minutes beforehand. Show, correct? I just mm -hmm. want to double check with that. Right. Okay. So the choreography is we're going to watch the movie and then you're going to play? We're going to play, play? watch the movie, and then we're going to play while the credits are going. At the end of the movie. Okay. So, All right. Interesting. So mm -hmm. you could, if you came at 10 and mm -hmm. you missed the beginning, you could still, when you leave, you could still hear the music. So you okay. could see what we've been working on. And at no cost for admission? Nope. This is free. However, it being a fundraiser, somewhere along the line, you're going to have to make an announcement that you're doing this for a specific purpose. Yes, I will explain all the details before the movie starts. Okay, so I should bring lots of cash, or is there any other way to make a donation? Yes, uh, you can make donations cash-wise, and there's also I set up, set up a Venmo account, mm -hmm. which you can find at the door of the theater that I put up on the flyer which will still be up when the event happens. There's and a scanning code on there? It is a okay. scanning code, okay. so you access it through a QR code. All right. 
Very cool. So let's go back and talk about the band a little bit. Um, so how many pieces do you currently have that are committed? We currently have seven pieces that we will be playing. Okay. Uh, not pieces, I meant instruments. Instruments? Yeah, Sorry. so I, I want to talk about the scope and the, and the style of the band that you've put together so far. Currently, we have around... A very good selection of wind instruments. I actually have no percussion, so it is a, it is fully a wind band. Calling all drummers. <laughs> yep. So it's mainly just carols. The only thing is that you might not hear any sleigh bells or any type of the good warm feeling that the drums sometimes give. Sure. But besides well, that, it should end up really well. Wouldn't the sleigh bells be comparatively easy? You could always put one on the ankles and somebody could uh, tap the time. <laughs> That's actually what we were suggesting. Sure, why not? Yeah. Okay, so so far, um, I know you've got French horn. Mm -hmm. You've got uh, flugelhorn. Flugelhorn? Uh, no, I have. I play the mellophone. Okay. Yeah. Distant, not so distant, but a cousin to the yes. French instrument. Uh, I saw two trombones yesterday. Yeah. Um, saxophone. Yes. That was a bass, right? It was an alto and a tenor. It was a tenor, okay. Um, and then three flutes, maybe? Mm-hmm. A couple of clarinets. And I do have a trumpet section. They are showing up at the real events, so okay. you will see a good selection of all the wind instruments. There. All right. And we're doing the, the holiday favorites. Is that basically the repertoire that we're going to yes. listen to? And is that stuff fun to play? I can't say I've ever played a it Christmas is, song. It is really fun to play. Um, the band played at the tree lighting the other night. So oh. if you were there at the tree lighting, mm -hmm. you might see some familiar songs. They aren't necessarily the same. They're very mm -hmm. similar because they're Christmas carols, so they're mm -hmm. all arranged very similar. It has been difficult trying to keep time without the drums, mm -hmm. but we have managed it, and that's why I think we we it is very well rehearsed because we have practiced without drums, and it's very hard keeping everyone together without that time. Sure, yeah. Well, and we've done it, so. That's why we have them. Mm -hmm. um, how about, um, you, you had a rehearsal session in here yesterday. I'm going to spill the beans a little bit mm -hmm. by saying that I've been uh, egging on potential uh, participants by playing in the background uh, selections of what we recorded yesterday. So how did you feel that, that session went? Was it fun being up there? Did you like the sound? Was everybody playing in time and in tune? What, what did you take away from yesterday's practice rehearsal session? Well, we did a rehearsal the last Sunday beforehand. Mm -hmm. So the last Sunday was kind of just getting everyone together and introducing the pieces because it was brand new to everyone. So yesterday it was a little more open where we knew the pieces so we could rehearse it. And it was kind of like getting the dynamic straight and making it sound not just like the tune, but more shape and more dramatic, I suppose. Sure. So we did learn a lot from that. And it is more than just playing the music. Like everyone's invested. So right. it's very, it sounds really good. Uh, well, in listening to the tape last night, I will agree with you. It does sound very good. Uh, the recording quality is excellent. But uh, you, you can have the best recording quality in the world, and if the band isn't playing in tune and in time, then what have you got? Uh, do you know what the word cacophony means? Cacophony. I've heard it. Yeah. I've never actually heard a definition. It means though. a mismatch of music, all type of competing tones and keys and time signatures and everything else a complete mess yeah. 
So that was not that. The purpose of this event on Sunday, the 4th, this coming Sunday at 10 o'clock, is to act as a fundraiser so that you can raise travel expenses to go to Disneyland and get back. Yes, yes, correct. And and that's in May. Yes, we will be going actually near my birthday at the end of May, but I would like to get these travel expenses in now so I can go ahead and have it prepared and also know what extra funds I have to raise. So it could be quite possible that now we're playing with, say, you have assembled 15, 20 people. By the time that May rolls around, you're shooting for 50. Is that correct? Is that the goal? For 50 people? Yeah. At Disney? Right now we have 47 actually altogether. So it's just shy of 50. So we do need to convince three more people to actually be able to march Mm -hmm. at Disney which I'm sure we will be able to do because it's a very wide range of bands. And some people actually have never heard that we are going to Disney. Mm -hmm. So I think if I spread the word about that, then yes, I would be able to go. And this will be just the way to do that. Yes, this is one of the ways. Yeah, sure. Uh, It's a good one. Mm -hmm. How much do you have a, uh, a target goal I have a target goal. I do. As far as um, money is concerned. As far as money, um, I would say around five thousand dollars. You need five, huh? Mm-hmm. That's just for you. That's just for me. Yeah. Well, my mom is going with me too, which uh-huh. um, I, which I am also helping to raise, because I would love her to go and see me march down the streets. Because sure. it's one of the things I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So she's also coming with me, and that part goal of that funds is what I will also be taking care of. Okay. Admirable. Yeah. I uh, I did have the uh, opportunity to play live music in front of my mom, and uh, that was fun. Absolutely. December 4th, this coming Sunday, 10 o'clock. It's a fundraiser to send, especially Lily, to Disneyland to march with the band on Main Street in May. And what we're going to do is... Um, stack an entertainment package for you. Uh, Lily has put together uh, bits and pieces of the marching band. They're going to be playing some uh, holiday favorites. Then we're going to screen uh, one of my favorite all-time movies, Disney. There's your hook. (laughs) Uh, Fantasia. So it's uh, free entry. Uh, You can buy your popcorn. uh, You can buy hot chocolate. You can uh, watch the kids play on stage and you get to watch Fantasia. And it's all designed to raise awareness and uh, act as a promotional vehicle to uh, get the kids down to uh, L.A., let them go to Disneyland, let them play. What a wonderful experience that would be. And it's happening uh, this Sunday at 10 o'clock at the historic Linwood Theater. Have I forgotten anything? We'll be playing before 10 so if you'd like to come before 10 i'd say like 10 minutes earlier we would be playing that because the movie starts at 10 the movie starts at 10 okay why don't we just say this if i was to say if we were to promote the fact that we'll open the doors at 9 30 would that be enough time yes okay you guys are going to be on the stage and ready to go yep 
Okay. All right. All right. Let's just say that. Doors open at 9.30, Fantasia at 10, and uh, the band will play both before and during the closing credits of the movie. Yes. I'm going to use as the outro a bit of your rehearsal session from yesterday. So let's take a listen to that as we say goodbye for this edition of Coming Attractions from the historic Linwood Theater. This is Kevin with Lily. And uh, we'll see you soon. Hope to see you Sunday at 9.30, doors open. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Yes, thank you. time for today folks it's been a pleasure as always it's kevin at the historic limit theater this is coming attractions you can call me anytime at 206-451-4336 or you can go to our facebook site and leave a comment there